0: is on the air now here's
1: your host jonathan johnson Hey, there all of you D-heads, Disney fanatics, friends, family, and everybody that loves to tune in every single week. I'm glad you decided to stop in once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week we have all kinds of fun. Since summer's here, you want to get outside, you want to have some fun. And what better person to bring that to life than the one, the only, the Disney icon, Haley Mills. That's right, the one and only Haley Mills is going to be stopping in with one of two visits that she's going to be bringing to us here at Disney On Demand. Haley's going to be stopping in this week talking about her legacy with the one and only Walt Disney Company. From movies like Pollyanna, In Search of the Castaways, That Darn Cat, and many, many others, including her very own personal relationship with the one and only Walt Disney, shows like Saved by the Bell, and what she's currently doing in the theater right now in the U.K. Haley's going to be stopping in and sharing all those fun memories, fond look back to all of her Disney fans, and, you know, you never know, you might hear one or two great little tidbits of some classic Haley clips, music, tunes, and all kinds of fun. Now, if that wasn't enough, having a Disney icon here on the show, which I'm just excited to, to bring up, because i I got to say, in the later films... I did have a bit of a crush on her. She, you know, there was something about her. in, in search of the castaways and moon spinners and all those, uh, I had a bit of a crush. I have to admit it. But, you know, if that wasn't enough, we have some other fun here at Disney on Demand this week for show number 16. We have the debut of three brand new D team members. That's right. We have the one and only Tony from Disney by the Numbers stopping in. With this little tidbit of things you didn't know about segment here on Disney On Demand. We also have brand new members in Lexi and Jason. And they're going to be stopping in, talking about all kinds of things. Lexi's going to take you into the vault, into the deep, into the history of the one and only... Haley Mills, And we have Jason with us in his debut as well, as he's going to take you, you know, back into all those Disney Blu-rays, video cassettes, DVDs, and more. But before I elaborate any more on all of them, I'll let them introduce themselves to you, let you get to know them as part of the all-new D-team that you're going to hear here on Disney On Demand. Now, we have all kinds of fun as I'll be coming in and out of the show, as I always do, with a little bit of Disney news, some tidbits, new releases, all kinds of fun, and just, of course, the one thing that all of you D-heads out there love, our tunes, our movie clips, and all of our different things to keep it entertaining and bring the magic to you every single week here at Disney On Demand. So, enough of my rambling, enough of my fun, and I'm sure you're going to hear more from me and many others. Like I said, I'm excited. We have Haley Mills here this week. So before I just wear out my welcome, let's cue up some tunes here. Get us ready for show number 16 of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. I'll be right back very shortly, all of you D-heads.
2: The wonderful world of Disney, part of your family for 25 years.
3: We decided that we wanted to spend our, our camp out together. So whichever one of us is Sharon, we won't tell. Whichever one of us is Sharon, we're not going to Boston.
4: Uh, Now, don't get smart with me, girls.
5: Sharon, go right upstairs and put your suit on now. Go on. Are you sure she's Sharon? Of course she is.
4: Aren't
2: you? Some of the most fun and exciting family movies of all time now three great movies full of classic Disney fun are on sale for your whole family to enjoy in the all-new Walt Disney film classics the Haley Mills collection the original pet detective goes undercover in the hilarious crime-busting adventure that darn cat who can forget the girl who teaches a whole town to smile in Pollyanna and your favorite team of Double Trouble is back to back when long lost sisters meet for the first time. The Parent Trap, all starring the Hollywood sweetheart we grew up with, Haley Mills. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a Three of your favorite movies ever can be yours to own the all new Walt Disney Film Classics, The Haley Mills Collection. Whether you're seeing them for the first time or the hundredth time, you'll be a believer too. On sale everywhere.
6: Hi, this is Rob Parson. And you might know me as Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. Different studio, same laughs. (laughs)
5: Together, yeah, yeah, yeah Think of all that we could share
7: get mixed up in this thing. I'm extremely disinterested in the whole thing. Now, do me... Don't get excited. Just do me a favor. Please. Leave... Just a minute, would you please leave me alone? Leave me alone. I'm very, very busy. Please, Mr.
3: Hofstetter. Now, just listen to me for a moment. Now, I I know you very well, and I know you're a sweet man, and you would never forgive yourself if something terrible happened to Miss Miller, and it could. I can just see the newspaper headlines. Mr. Hofstetter, he could have saved her.
7: Would Would it say that?
3: Of course it would.
7: Wait a minute. Don't get excited.
3: Now, you don't have to do a thing. Just back me up if I get in trouble.
7: Yeah, but,
8: but who are you calling?
3: It's all right. Just the FBI.
8: Oh, the FBI. The FBI! <laughs> uh, well, uh, sir, I, I I just hated
0: to give up on this cat angle.
8: Zeke, you know as well as I do, we have not an iota Ani- of evidence to connect Margaret Miller with that wristwatch. Yeah. Yes?
3: Emergency call for Agent Kelso.
8: Put it through. Agent Kelso speaking.
3: This is Daphne Hofstadter speaking of Hofsteader's Jewelry Store, 1833 West Mapleton Avenue. Uh,
0: yes, Miss Hofstadter, may I help you?
3: I heard you were looking for information concerning a certain watch. Yes, we are. Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a woman came into the shop to buy a band for her watch. Uh, what was the name... Uh oh. Uh Miss Margaret Miller.
7: Margaret Miller. Would you describe this band that you sold to Miss Miller?
3: Uh expandable. Uh it was uh, uh, gold plated, rather inferior, not expensive. And the watch? 17 jewels, rather rectangular shaped with uh with raised filigree things on the face.
8: Rectangular with raised filigree. Miss Hofstetter, may I ask why you haven't come forward earlier with this information?
3: Well, I was away on my holiday to Mexico on a bus.
8: Will you be in town, Miss Hofstetter?
3: Oh, yes, I will be here any time you want to talk to me on the phone.
9: Thank you very much for your cooperation. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <coughs> Hey there all of you D-heads, so I'm back. I hope you're enjoying the kickoff of show number 16 for Disney On Demand as we gear up for the one and only Disney's little sweetheart, the iconic Haley Mills, stopping in very shortly here on the show. So we have all kinds of fun things lined up to keep your week magical, fun, and lighthearted, and just reliving all those magical memories from your lifetime of Disney. Now, before I get into all the different things happening this week, what am I going to do? Yes, you already guessed it, all of you friends out there. All the different ways that you can stay Connected to Disney on demand. Now, first and foremost, you can always visit our website at DizRadio.com. That's D I Z Radio.com. There you can find our full archives of all of our past shows, ways to talk to the crew. You can leave a shout out, a comment, a question, or different ways to hear yourself on our Magical Memories Hotline. And you can even sit back. And enjoy our Lifetime of Disney player. Now that's our famous player that everybody loves to tune into. You've seen movies, you've seen TV specials, you've seen a variety of different things many times. Well, maybe you're sitting at your desk and you just want to hear Mary Poppins. You want to hear the old Hardy Boys episodes, maybe Walt Disney World, past, present, and future. Or maybe you have an upcoming trip and you have to hear just the newest, the latest DVD planning video. We have that all in our lifetime of Disney player, and this is all found at DizRadio.com. Once again, that's D-I-Z Radio.com. Now, you can also find us all over the social media outlets, including Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U, on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U once again. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand, and all the different ways that you can stay connected, including instant messaging us and all the fun ways to stay connected throughout the the week. Now, to get that out of the way, all those different necessities that I need to get out there for you, let's move on to some Disney fun things. Now there's all kinds of park news out there including some some tidbits that I'll talk about a little bit later, but let's move into the movies, the way that Disney gets into your homes all the time since you've been growing up, and how about Disney movie posters? Now, if it's one thing I love, it's all the Disney movie artwork and the original posters for the films. They are fantastic, and I do have to say, one of my pride and joys is originally one of the uh, original Bambi posters that is actually autographed by the voice of Bambi himself, made out to my daughter, and this is an original Bambi poster. Now, everybody loves the classics. They're classics for a reason. But why not reimagine them? And lately on nydailynews.com, that's nydailynews.com, there is an all-new graphic designer and artist, Rowan Stocks Moore, and he redesigned over ten Disney movie posters for you to enjoy now these are a variety of different posters from you know disney classics and modern ones including 101 dalmatians bambi a lion king aristocats pinocchio alice in wonderland and many many others i mean these are great disney classics now what he's done and i can relate to this being an art director and graphic designer for a living you know there is something that i have to say is simplistic and great about them they're very simple they're very abstract very modern And they are modern takes. I will say that they're definitely very modern takes of these Disney classics, but they are fun. And one of my favorites... Is the Aristocats. There's something about it that just really holds up, as well as Alice in Wonderland. So definitely check it out. I'll post a link on the Disney On Demand Facebook page, um, you know, so you can find it there as well. And, you know, I'll just keep you all connected with that. You can find it on Twitter, and I'll make sure to post this link in a variety of different places. And that's at nydailynews.com. Check it out, and, you know, let us know what you think. You know, these are great reimaginings of it. Now, he's not trying to taint the classics, he's just giving it a fun twist for all of us fans out there. Now, as I mentioned, there's a lot of great things going on within the Disney parks, and there's fantastic websites that cover this, but I had to talk about this one. You know, being a child growing up, you know, going to Walt Disney World and all the classic things that I do miss, including River Country and and, and items like that. RetroDisneyWorld.com has officially kicked off. Yes, this is a look back at the good old days, as they put it from Disney that you remember. Now, mind you, this is only the Disney that you remember if you're my age or older, things like that. Now, all of you younger Disney fans out there, you know, the Disney that you remember is MGM on up or maybe all four parks, you know, so we're not trying to discount anybody out there, but this is a great look at the original Walt Disney World up until 1982, so there's some great things there with Epcot, River Country, original attractions, old photos. You can share photos and just really interact with some of your memories. And I have hundreds and hundreds of photos of Walt Disney World growing up. So this is just really cool things. And check it out. It's RetroDisneyWorld.com. Let them know you heard it here on the show. And you know, I'm not getting a kickback for it or anything. I just, you know, I think it's fun to spread the word on such great things. Now, getting back to Disney movies, you know, all the different things. You know, we have Disney sweetheart, Haley Mills, stopping in here very soon. How about Tim Burton? Now, Tim Burton isn't necessarily a name that you associate with Disney, but Disney fans have come to know him with The Nightmare Before Christmas, one of my personal favorites, the all-new reenvisioning of Alice in Wonderland, and more. So coming to Blu-ray right now that you can get is the Tim Burton Collection. I had to share this with all of you D-heads out there just because, you know, we all love Tim Burton, we think Tim Burton is fantastic, and now... You can get it at Amazon.com and a variety of different outlets, and this includes an extensive collection on Blu-ray, including Beetlejuice, Batman, Mars Attacks, Batman Returns, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and The Corpse Bride. This is a complete Tim Burton collection from 1985 to 2005, including seven movies running over 732 minutes, and it is officially released on Blu-ray. Now, since we're talking about Blu-ray, of course other ones that are must-haves that you have to get is set your calendars for June 5th for John Carter. Now, everybody's going to give me flack. Everybody said that they hated John Carter. It was a big bomb at the box office, but Civil War vet John Carter was transplanted to Mars when he discovered a lush, wildly diverse planet whose main inhabitants are 12-foot-tall green barbarians. Finding himself a prisoner of these creatures, he escapes only to encounter Deja Thoris, Princess of Helium, who is now in desperate need of a savior. And this is where John Carter comes into play. Now, I personally thought John Carter was good. I Everybody's going to hit me up for this. You know, it was Disney's take on Avatar and things like that, you know, wh- which I like to call dances with Smurfs. I'll pause, I'll let you shoot rocks. Yes, I am one of those people who did not like Avatar. You know, criticize me all you want. I did not like Avatar. You know, it's I call it Dances with Smurfs or Blue Pocahontas. But John Carter is good, and it is coming to Blu-ray on June 5th, which is coming up just next week. This is coming up right around the corner. You know, John Carter, you can pick it up on Blu-ray, DVD, and 3D. So I would suggest adding it to your collection. You know, if you are a true Disney movie collector like myself, even if you didn't like it, pick it up. Now, since we're talking about, you know, unsung movies in the Disney collection, another one that really doesn't get the love it deserves is Treasure Planet. Now released in 2002, running at 95 minutes, rated PG is getting an official 10th anniversary edition on Blu-ray plus DVD, and this is coming out on July 3rd, 2012. Now, if you're not familiar with Treasure Planet, it's a futuristic twist on Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, and Treasure Planet follows the relentless teen Jim Hawkins on a fantastic journey across the universe as a cabin boy among the majestic Space Galleon. Now, he's befriended by the ship's charismatic cyborg cook, John Silver, and Jim Blossoms, under his guidance and shows the makings of a fine shipmate as he battles alien crews, supernovas, black holes, and all kinds of space storms. Now, this is its a great movie. I thought it was fun. It was a great modern take on Treasure Island, which is a Disney classic in itself from the 60s, so why not bring it to an animated futuristic edition, and it has the wonderful, the delightful martin short who really doesn't do much anymore but you know martin short is fantastic and you know especially what he does in the canadian pavilion at epcot center with that film and you can also hear him in treasure planet so add it to your collection if it seems like i'm uh, in a theme here i am i'm talking about unsung movies and how about home on the range Now, I love Home on the Range, from the music, the characters. I mean, I really thought it was a good return to Disney animation in the vein of the Aristocats, 101 Dalmatians, definitely that style. And released in 2004, running 76 minutes, it also is getting a July 3rd release. Yes, on Blu-ray and DVD. Yes, Lamita Slim, a wanted cattle rustler. Uses an alias to buy properties all over western Nebraska. And his next target is Patch of Heaven Dairy Farm. She cares more for her family of yard animals welfare than profit. So what happens? All the charismatic cows and animals set out on a mission to make sure that Patch of Heaven is saved. So definitely check it out. That's Home on the Range getting a release date on Blu-ray once again on July 3rd. Now, since I did mention The Aristocats, that is one of my favorite Disney films. I just love, you know, Thomas O'Malley and all those songs in there. I mean, just fantastic, you know, how can you go wrong with Phil Harris? I mean, seriously, Phil Harris is fantastic from the original old-time radio shows, the Phil Harris radio show, when he was originally also on all the different, I mean, just fantastic old-time radio, Baloo the Bear, I mean, Aristocats, Phil Harris. It's just fantastic. Now released in 1970, running 78 minutes, it's getting a Blu-ray release on August 7th, 2012. Yes, The Aristocats is officially getting that release. Yes, it's one that you want to add to your collection. Now moving forward into you know from movies into the small screen, let's how about capture the summer with Mater Day? Announced this last weekend in honor of the upcoming opening of Cars Land at Disney's California Adventure Park. They want you to get revved up for Mater Day. Lightning McQueen's goofball sidekick, voiced by Larry the Cable Guy in Cars, Cars 2, and Cars Toon's Mater's Tall Tales, is the tow truck that everybody wants on their side. Now, he's been known to be up to a race when challenged, and he's the world's best backwards driver, as he says himself. Now, you can check out more about this and Mater Day and the upcoming Cars Land on Disney California Adventures' official website for more. Now, since we're talking about the small screen, let's also talk about Tron Uprising. Yes, you've heard me talk about this on Disney On Demand when we had the one and only Bruce Boxleitner, Tron himself, here on Disney On Demand for show number 12. Now you can get on the grid for Disney XD's upcoming animated series, Tron Uprising. Now, if you had a chance, they've been showing this sporadically on a variety of the shows, even though they say that, you know, Thursday, June 7th is the premiere episode you can catch a lot of Tron Uprising already online. I mean, seriously, it's fantastic. I haven't been stoked about an animated series like this in quite some time. So, you know, after talking with Bruce Boxleitner here on Disney On Demand for show number 12, checking it out so far this weekend, I just keep watching that original episode right now. I'm stoked for it. And the official premiere episode is set for June 7th at 8 Central. And that's next week. It's coming up the day after... Johnson, baby number four will arrive. So definitely check it out. It's gonna be fun. It has Elijah Wood as back, Mandy Moore as Mara, Bruce Boxleitner, the original Tron, as Tron, Lance Henriksen, many know him from Pumpkinhead, Aliens. I mean, fantastic actor as General Tesler. I mean, Paul Rubens. I mean, this is just it's fantastic. It's gonna be a great, great series. I love the first episode so far. Now, stepping aside from the small screen, let's go to Disney World once again, and the new Fantasyland. Now, new Fantasyland photos have been released over the last couple weeks, and there's some great ones that have been emerging all over the web, including from WDWMagic.com. I mean, just great, great photos so far. Now, you also have other things happening on the Disney Parks horizon. You know, I mean, you'd have to be in the dark if you're not seeing all the different posts and everything that everybody's posting, but I'll just touch upon a couple of them for all of you Disney fans. Gaston, you know, you have the Gaston meet and greet that he has been practicing for at Epcot in preparation for the BR Guest restaurant where Gaston is going to be. And speaking of Gaston, bringing it back to Disney Home Entertainment, I had the pleasure of speaking with the one, the only, Robbie Benson this week. Yes, he is going to stop in here at Disney On Demand in the upcoming weeks. We confirmed that today. It definitely is going to be a fun one. So we're going to have the Beast here. Now, speaking of the parks, you know, with special guest Haley Mills coming in very shortly... We have the one and only Tony from Disney by the numbers coming at you with all new things, including the top five things you didn't know about. Now, this is going to be an all new segment that Tony's going to be bringing you here at Disney on demand every single week. So this week, Tony's going to take you down Main Street, USA, as many of Haley Mills films took place in that idealistic era that we all know and love. So with that, D heads, I think I'll wrap up this part. I've been a little long winded here, so I'll let you enjoy some more entertainment, fun and magic. And enjoy some tunes, some tidbits, and Tony from Disney by the Numbers. And I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Let's uh, have some magical fun.
9: Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille If she
0: doesn't scare you, no evil thing
7: will To see her is to take a sudden chill Cruella, Cruella DeVille The curl of her lips, the
0: ice in her stare All innocent children had better beware She's like a spider waiting for the kill
10: Look out for Cruella de Vil At first
7: you think Cruella is the devil
0: But after time has worn away the shock
8: You come to realize
0: You've seen her kind of eyes Watching you from underneath a rock This vampire bat, this inhuman beast She ought to be locked up and never released The world was such a wholesome
10: place until Cruella, Cruella de (coughs) Vil
5: Like a spider waiting for the kill Look out for
8: Cruella de Vil <laughs> At first you think Cruella is
9: the devil
0: But after time has worn away the shock
9: You come to realize You've seen her kind of eyes Watching you from underneath the rock This vampire bat This inhuman beast she ought to be locked up
7: and never released. The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella de Vil, Oh, Cruella, Cruella, Cruella de
0: Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical
7: day. Every kid has had dreams of living in a tree house, and the Swiss family Robinson Treehouse probably tops those dreams. There's a talented Mills family. Mary, daughter Haley, and John, who played the role of the father in the film. Swiss Family Robinson family lived in a very unusual home because it was furnished with things they salvaged from the shipwreck. Some of the furnishings, like the organ, were unusual for a ship, let alone a treehouse. system was unusual too. It took a lot of ingenuity to get running water to the top of the treehouse. One of the advantages of living in a treehouse is the wonderful view. Over there is the Frontierland River. You can see the launches on the Jungle Land River as they enter the rainforest.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. All of us here in the Magic Kingdom are glad to have you with us on this special day. Whether this is your first time visiting us or your 100th, we welcome you to our family of more than 500 million guests. This is
11: this week's top 5 things you did not know about Main Street USA in Walt Disney World. Number 5 71 is the number on the firehouse on Main Street to signify the year that the park was opened. Number 4 4 buildings really exist on Main Street but have been designed to look like many shops and many stores. Number 3 51 facades on Main Street use the Cape Cod style clapboard and gingerbread trim number 2 850 feet long is Main Street and it rises about 6 feet from the train station to the castle and the number 1 thing you did not know about Main Street USA and Walt Disney World is 1915 is used on all the Main Street vehicles and that was the first year Florida started to use license plates thanks and have a great day
3: A pink of perfection from her prissy pink nose to her custard complexion and eleven pink toes with a chin like a prune she's a dainty
5: baboon <laughs> and she, she thinks, thinks she's, she's the, the pink, pink of perfection, perfection.
12: The pink
3: of perfection Made of skim, milk, and rice She's a witch's confection Makes your blood turn to ice Like a stale charlotte truce With the charm of the mousse, <laughs> And she thinks she's the, the pink, pink of
5: perfection. perfection
3: Never walked there a creature. With each also fell Like a lily and rustle, soul Without
12: any hair
3: She's a princess Presiding in diaphanous gowns With a face and a figure That's the envy of clowns She's a knock-kneed gazelle
13: and was exciting because it was the cutting edge of fashion, of music, of cinema.
2: You know, I knew then, and we all knew then, this is the apex, this is as good as it will ever be.
9: Hollywood wanted to step out with Britain's bright young things. Eager to be their sugar daddies.
13: We were the young Turks, you know, the new way, and we kind of enjoyed that part of being in the spotlight.
9: Michael Caine, Rita Tushingham, Vanessa Redgrave, Terence Stamp and Julie Christie were young, rich, and very famous.
4: They were the beautiful people. They were the, uh, they were the upstairs, we were the downstairs.
9: Fans crammed Leicester Square to glimpse the host of film personalities and distinguished people. Now it was the turn of 21-year-old actress Haley Mills. Already famous as a child star, she just made her film debut as an adult and was Braden's most glamorous interviewee.
3: Because after all, I think when you're 21, you really should be grown up by then.
9: The daughter of actor Sir John Mills and playwright Mary Haley Bell, she had her first leading role alongside her father at the age of 13 in the smash hit Tiger Bay. At 14, she won an Oscar for the Disney film Pollyanna.
3: After I'd done Tiger Bay, I went back to school and I didn't work for a year. I mean, I didn't think about it for a year. And maybe it would have been better if I hadn't. I mean, maybe it would have been better if I'd just done Tiger Bay, gone back to school, finished my education, grown up, gone to RADA, gone into theatre, to a rep, and done it that way. I mean, that I think I would have graduated... I mean, I would have learned more, I think, because it happened very fast.
7: Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and you're listening
8: to Disney On Demand.
2: It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you
1: D-heads, so I'm back once more. I hope you're enjoying this week's show, show number 16 for Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Now, as we have the one and only iconic Haley Mills stopping in very shortly, you know, I'm just going to talk about a couple of more different things here, and one of those is an all-new Facebook group that I have created as part of Disney On Demand, and that is Bring Back the Wonderful World of Disney. Yes, if it's one thing that we all miss, it's Sunday nights just aren't the same. I mean, seriously, I was sitting here this weekend, you know, it was the holiday weekend, and I'm flipping through the channels with my kids, and they're just not the same. They need to bring back the wonderful world of Disney. So if you're on Facebook, check out our new Facebook group literally called Bring Back the Wonderful World of Disney. So definitely just, you know, join it, have some fun, and start the discussion of all the different memories that you have because I think from Walt to Eisner, they both had a presence and a place in my heart that just you know, made the wonderful world of Disney just iconic, memorable, and Sundays need to come back to that. Now, speaking of Haley Mills, we have the one and only Haley Mills stopping in very shortly here at Disney On Demand. We, you know, it's going to be fun, and this is one of two interviews that she's going to be doing here on Disney On Demand. We had the pleasure of catching up with her in between performances as she's performing right now on stage, so we have the chance to catch up with her, and she promised that she's going to catch up with us once more when she is off tour in the theater for a longer stay, so we're going to have some fun. Haley Mills is just one of those people that, hey, if if we're going to talk with her twice, I'll talk with her two, three, four, five times as many times because her career spans so much. I want to know and ask all of you Disney D-heads out there, all my friends, you know, just, you know, what's your favorite Haley Mills song or moment within the Disney movie franchises? I mean, you know, Twitter it to us, you know, just use a slash tag of Haley Mills or anything like that or find it on Facebook, post it on our Facebook page, shoot us an email or just call it on the Magical Memories hotline. Found right there on our website at dizradio.com. That's d i z radio.com. Just you know, shout it out there, and we'll play it here on the show. So, what is your favorite Haley Mills song, or moment, or movie, or you know? Everybody has one because she was one of Disney's little sweethearts. Now, a little bit about Haley Mills. You know, there's a couple of different things that people don't realize that you know Haley Mills has a lot of films in the Disney archives that have been remade. One of those was Polly, you know, it was the shortened title version of Pollyanna, and they had Polly with, you know, everybody's little Huxtable there, you know, from uh, the Cosby show, and they also had a sequel, Polly Coming Home, which I just thought was kind of ironic that all of a sudden Polly walks again, but... They had Polly, Polly coming home. Now, also, Haley Mills had a chance to reprise her role from the Parent Trap in the Parent Trap 2. Now, the Parent Trap 2 was great. You know, she reprised her role this time as an adult with kids that are trying to set up parents. And it's a it's a fun, it's a fun movie. It was made for TV. It definitely was fun. And you know, little known facts are many of the characters, the places, the icons found in Parent Trap 2 were actually names of locations, characters, and people found throughout all of Haley Mills' films with the Disney Company. Just a little bit of trivia there for you to find out. Now, she also had a chance to reprise her role once again from The Parent Trap in The Parent Trap 3 Hawaiian Honeymoon. Now, this was the Hawaiian honeymoon where, you know, this time, how can you up the ante of twins? Well, have three triplet daughters. There was also a couple of remakes that she had, including That Darn Cat with Christina Ricci and the Parent Trap remake, which, in its own right, for many of you in your 20s right now, you know, this is a Disney classic for you. You can't write that off. As much as all of us, you know, I grew up with the original Parent Trap, The Parent Trap remake with Lindsay Lohan, you know, that is one that is a classic to all of you in your 20s, all of you Disney fans out there. So it is definitely a classic in its own right. And most people don't realize that when she says, you can call me Aunt Vicky in the Parent Trap remake, that's actually the original actress who played Vicky. The Eye of Their Father in the original Parent Trap. So nice little cameos that they had there to name a few. And she also had the pleasure of working with great people within the Disney company, knowing Walt Disney personally and more. So I'm not going to go too much more about it because right now, we have more on Haley Mills from an all-new D-Team member. Yes, we are going down to Sydney, Australia with the newest Disney D-Team member in Lexi. So it's time to cross the ocean, go overseas... And you know what? With that, I guess, take it away, Lexi, the all-new D-Team member.
12: Heads tonight. I'm super excited to be a part of the D Team. And in case you wanted to know, my funny accent is coming to you all the way from Sydney, Australia. The first thing to know about me? I'm just crazy about Disney. I love watching all the movies, can't get enough of the parks, and I'm super excited to see what is coming next. Now I'm getting the opportunity to share my passion with all things Disney with all of you. Wow, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I look forward to being a part of the show and can assure you that I will search far and wide for the most interesting and fun Disney facts around. Here's to learning about more of the Disney magic. The 1960s were a very exciting period at Disney. Disneyland was up and roaring and animated features continued to bring Disney magic to our screens and live action films were getting better than ever. One personality stood out above the rest, a star that every little girl wanted to be. Films like Pollyanna, That Darn Cat and The Parent Trap are all classics, featuring Disney legend Hayley Mills. Disney had found a true star, with her comedic playfulness and boyish energy, each character was given a new life, as Mills made the screen sparkle. The talent didn't stop on the screen though. Let's get together, a lively record became a heartwarming member of the Disney Records Archive Collection in 1997. Back in her schoolyard, Mills remained a humble and friendly young girl, personifying the Disney magic. With such an exciting career by the mere age of 13, there was never a moment of boredom. Mills loved telling friends endless stories about making films for Walt Disney. I can only imagine their reactions of all. The passion for performance went beyond the screen, as young Haley loved performing in school plays and ballet class. One of the world's most famous child stars, Hayley definitely proved her talent, independent of her father, Sir John Mills's name. No stranger to celebrity, the entire Mills family had a passion for the entertainment industry running through their veins. Hayley's godfathers were Laurence Olivier and Noel Coward. Wow. Hayley loved to make audiences laugh, and that she did. With her first major role in a Disney film, Tiger Bay, originally intended to be played by a boy, spontaneity and unique quirks make that charming smile so lovable. High-spirited Haley became an overnight hit and even received a special Oscar for her portrayal of Pollyanna in 1960. Yet, probably her most remarkable contribution to the Disney family was the one-of-a-kind or even two-of-a-kind performance of the scheming twins in the original and best Disney's The Parent Trap. As far as Disney comedies go, That Darn Cat has to be one of the best and was a major hit. Audiences loved the comedic interaction between characters and animals, making for one very hilariously cute movie-going experience. Walt Disney himself once referred to Hayley Mills as the greatest movie find in 25 years. What an accolade, can't get much better than that. In memory of Walt, Hayley recalls warming to him instantly and enjoying the fact that he loved childish things. Hayley and Disney remained close friends for some years, the friendship was fortuitous from the start. Haley was exactly what Disney was looking for. A fresh and lovable face for the new dawn of the 60s. The friendship went on, achieving great success. Mills was nominated for numerous BAFTA and Golden Globe Best Actress Awards. Authentic performances and natural charm, Mills had and still does have it all. Life goes on. Now, a happy grandmother, Hayley Mills herself, is here to look back over her magical life and bring a little Disney to everyone's day.
3: What is it I really think? I think that spring has sprang. I woke up feeling tickle pink. And this is what I sang I'm as happy as a little clam I am, I am I am in love just with nothing my heart for pity's sake I'm bursting out with love I'm so silly, tell you why it is I is I is in love with everyone Send it on the
4: What are you doing back here?
3: Oh, just came to say hello. Tell you something about your prisms.
4: Well, what about them?
3: Well, aren't you going to invite me in?
4: Invite you in? <laughs> no more privacy than a goldfish. All right, come in, come in, but you can't stay long. Can he come in too? Can who come in?
3: Jimmy Bean. Come on. Don't be a scare, baby.
5: Oh, come
1: on! Don't touch anything.
4: Well, why didn't you just invite the whole town while you were at it?
3: Oh, I just wanted to show Jimmy the rainbow on your wall. Do you mind?
4: Huh! All right, go ahead, go ahead. Kids, drive you crazy. Top of the other.
8: I think so, a man can't call his home his own anymore.
3: Where do you think it comes from? So this is a piece of glass. Explain it to her, Mr. Pendergast.
8: I've got work to do. Don't you know anything about refracted light there, boy?
3: It's the sunlight coming through.
8: I'll do the explaining if you don't mind, little Miss Know It All. Now, boy, you see here the. Don't they ever cut your hair in that darn
4: orphanage?
3: I like it the way it is.
8: Look at you. So much hair you look like you're wearing a coonskin
4: cap.
3: Let me go, will you? Uh, anyway. About the refracted light.
4: Oh, yes. Now, pay attention, boy.
8: You see the shape of this crystal? That is a prism. The light is stripped by that angle. That refracts the ray, splits the colors, diffuses them at an oblique angle, and bends it out into a dispersed color band. You understand?
0: I'm going to Disney World. Yes, you can too. With Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me. I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on Live365.com little
5: bread and butterflies kiss the tulips and the sun is like a toy balloon there are get up in the morning glories in the golden afternoon there are dusty damper on the hillside strings of violets are all Pillars and a copper centipede Where the lazy daisies Love the very peaceful life They
13: lead You can learn a lot of things
5: From the flowers For especially in the month of June.
8: Now, Dateline, the Disney Channel. Surprise! She's back. Holy smoke. Back for a double dose of comedy magic. Yay! Haley Mills stars in Parent Trap 2 on the Disney Channel.
4: Wow.
3: That man over there is my husband.
4: You mean ex husband?
3: No! I mean my husband. My current sleazy
6: out with another woman, husband.
2: Susie,
4: Susie.
6: Susan, Sharon,
3: Sharon. Two. I should smack you. I don't. Oh. Parent Trap is definitely one of my favorites. It was great fun to do it. And it was a wonderful cast. It was exciting. In a sense, to work at that pace, that rate, I've never worked so So hard in such long hours. My feet hardly touched the ground for three weeks. But it was good. It creates a lot of energy and adrenaline.
8: At the age of 13, Haley made her Disney debut and received a special Oscar for her role in Pollyanna.
3: It must make you awfully glad. Glad? But you're so very rich.
8: (coughs) (coughs) She triumphed again one year later in The Parent Trap and as a result, became the world's most famous teenager. A string of Disney hits followed as Haley blossomed into a beautiful young actress.
3: Fortunate that the sequel should have been so wonderful, it will always remain a very, very special experience that I'm very grateful for.
8: Coming this summer, Hayley Mills stars in *Parent Trap
4: 2*. Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure, enjoy it. We are travelers on life's highway, enjoy the trip. Each lovely twist and by way, each bump and dip. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employed. Then you'll see roses in the snow, joie de ville, will make them grow, voila, that's life, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, a hurricane comes your way, enjoy the breeze, you're stranded in the jungle, enjoy the trees, if there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employ it. These words look on you, copia. Why, it could be...
3: Utopia?
4: Voilà, that's right. Enjoy it.
3: Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it.
4: No, 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 enjoy. It.
3: Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it. That's better. Enjoy. It. We're travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. <laughs> Each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. Good If, if there's, there's a
4: complication, enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy You've got imagination. imagination. Employ it. Employ it. Employ then you see
3: roses in and use the roses and the snow. We'll make them grow, voila!
0: That's life! Enjoy! Lights. Camera action
1: it's time for this week's disney on demand special guest all right all of you disney fans we're back with another installment of disney on demand and with us here this week we have a disney icon somebody that has been through uh many disney films many family films and a legacy that uh has gone on forever we have the one and only Haley mills with us here this week welcome to disney on demand
6: Thank you, Jonathan. Very nice to be here with you.
1: Uh, it's our pleasure having you on and our honor. And I have to say, uh, you know, it, it definitely for me, because I have to say growing up, I had a bit of a crush watching some of those old movies on you.
6: <laughs> <sighs> oh, well, that, that's very sweet. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> where
6: did you grow up then? Where were you?
1: Oh, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Smaller smaller town, not as big as L.A. or anything. So
6: Right, right. <laughs> oh, I know
1: um, you know, but it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, uh, you know, you are a Disney icon. Everybody knows your films from *The Parent Trap*, Pollyanna, um, that darn cat, *Moon Spinners*, as well as *Trouble with Angels*, *The uh, Daydreamer*, doing voices. I mean, your legacy goes on for Disney. Um, so I guess let's touch upon that right away, and uh, you know, jump right into you know that Disney legacy. I guess how is it to look back now um, at this breath of work uh, that now is synonymous and passed down from generations to generations, and I. I also pass them down to my children as well.
6: Well, I mean, isn't this true? Let's face it. Johnson. most Disney movies. Uh, He, you know, this is why he's the, the, you know, the great legendary man that he is because because so many of his movies are classics. You know, um, he just had genius Mac. Um, He loved movies passionately, and he also... Understood, children, and what they enjoyed, and and what they wanted to see, and you know, he had this ability to make movies that that appeal to all generations, and um, you know, so the movies that I was lucky enough to be in join that group, you know, of um, of those those wonderful Disney movies, and I, I I look back on those days. With tremendous gratitude and and pride uh, you know i mean i would, one didn't think at the time necessarily that they were going to um last <laughs> i don't think I thought about those things in in those days but but its um, its it is it is it it is lovely um people come up to me and say that they grew up watching those movies, and now that they're have children of their own, they have enjoyed those movies, and now, of course, you know, they're so old, and I'm so old, that their grandchildren are watching those movies.
1: This <laughs> is great. Right, and like you said, you pass those down. I mean, I have three children, and I pass down those films, and my daughter just loves watching Pollyanna, which will, you know, segue into some of those earlier films that now are uh, Disney classics, like working on films like Pollyanna and items like that. Um, are there any great fond memories that you have of working with, you know, uh, Kevin Cochran and, and all those involved with, you know, films like Pollyanna and, uh, of course, uh, Summer Magic, which I think are just full of fantastic music and, and Items like that.
6: Well, we all had we all had a good time making those movies, and uh, we 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 had fun. We enjoyed the days shooting. We we everybody got on very well, and um, the the atmosphere always on the movies that I did for Disney was very positive. He was he was a good boss. He was a very, very good boss. Um, I, I, I can't think of the specific anecdotes, but, um, you know, they were happy days. I was very, very fortunate that uh, so much of my childhood working experience was so positive. I didn't have tightening, scary directors making me cry, um, <laughs> Uh, the movies were for a family audience they were all there was always a very positive note, a positive message for want of a better word um, about the film. It was a very positive experience you know and, and the other thing I, 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 I want to say is that the actors that I worked with were were wonderful, they were excellent. Experienced, generous actors that I admired enormously, and um, so it was a, a tremendous learning experience for me to be working with those with those wonderful actors. You know, like Jane Wyman and Maureen O'Hara and Brian Keith. You know, and then you know the older generation, like Kathleen Nesbitt and Adolf Mongeau and Charlie Ruggles, uh, people that that went back into the you know to early days of movie making. Um, it was absolutely amazing, you know, education for me.
1: Right. And, you know, and like you said, you got to work with these fantastic actors, you know, that that are just they go down when uh, Hollywood was full of, uh, I guess, uh, high end, top class actors who you had nothing but the respect for.
6: And they were very disciplined people. Um, You know, they the 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 work was disciplined. Everybody behaved themselves. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I, I was. Given some good examples, uh, uh, to go by. And also, of course, my father, you know, was a very, very good actor and, um, a successful actor all his life. He was very, very lucky and, um, and he was a very disciplined man. And, um, uh, so those are good, those are good lessons to learn.
1: Right, you know, and with that career and, and all those lessons, and like you said, all the movies always had such a positive, uh, you know, antidotes, and they were family friendly. I mean, I would never flinch twice with showing any of these to my children, and they were great films, and you know, like I said, some of those were Pollyanna, That Darn Cat, um, one of my personal favorites, which is The Moon Spinners. Um, you know, great, great films, and also the, uh, I guess I would call it the Disney called classic, Parent Trap, and I know that many of our listeners are, uh, you know, they would be upset if I don't bring it up so um how was it playing a dual role um in the original parent trap because that film was so fun and it was so great and uh, you know you pulling off both roles today is still just memorable along with uh the song let's get together is still just uh, it, it's a a delightful disney song <laughs>
6: yeah. of course you know the, the split screen was really uh, in its infancy they hadn't really done very much of it when we shot *Parent Trap*, and uh, um, when you look, at, when you compare the, the, parent, the, the my version of *The Parent Trap* and then the the the, the new *Parent Trap* with Lindsay Lohan, and uh, Natasha Richardson, uh, the, the the split screen was so brilliant. That you really you couldn't couldn't believe for a minute that it wasn't two different people. Was I think we were, you know, in, 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 when I did it, I, I think I don't know whether it was quite so difficult, <laughs> but um, there was a lot of changing wigs and trying to remember what accent I was supposed to have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, uh, with that film, uh, like I said, you also had the uh, song Let's Get Together and you had many other songs that you had done for Disney, you know, over the years, including an actual LP at one point. Um, how was it uh, recording uh, all the music? Was it something where you felt like this is great to sing along with or was it a learning curve as well?
6: Uh, we took a long, long time on that LP. I think I recorded the whole thing in a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they just—I just sang all the songs, and, and really, that was it. And you know, it's it just—let's um, face it, Jonathan, um, it could be better. Um <laughs> but there we are
11: it's it's one of those things, uh, i mean so. I
6: think the song is fun and it works very well in context with the movie uh and it became a kind of funny um- fi- a funny little hit I mean it did, but I think it was because well, I know it was because the movie did well and people enjoyed it. it was just a sort of you know weird thing that it did it it, it did. <laughs> really well I think he got to be number one I got to be number one in Hawaii
1: <laughs> Well, and that's a feat I mean that's something that hey you can boast about that to this day and uh, you know that that's good to do. Now everybody knows the bright, wide-eyed Haley Mills from *Pollyanna* and all those films. But um, I'm also a fan of much of your work uh, later in Disney, when uh, you know the later roles: *That Darn Cat*, *Moon Spinners*, *In Search of the Castaways*. Um, some of those later films um, that I just thought were fantastic. Um, you know, how was it in the end, uh, you know, continuing with making these films for the Disney company? I mean, um, you know, it's very rare today that people stick with one company for so many films. But, you know, you have such a legacy that, you know, your name comes up within the Disney community and you're synonymous with it. I mean, you were right up there with Julie Andrews and everybody else where your name is in the Disney books because of all these films. Um, Are there any of those later films that uh, stick out in your mind that was just truly enjoyable to do, um, you know, at the time?
6: Um, Well, as I said, they were all very positive experiences. I did love doing that Darned cat because it was, it was, you know, one laughed a lot when one was making that movie. And, um, uh, Dean Jones is a sweet, darling man, and and so and so is well. Sadly, now was Roddy McDowell, um, and so I was again surrounded by these wonderful actors. Um, yeah, it 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 that was a, that was a fun film to make when I wasn't being scratched to pieces by one of those cats. <laughs>
1: Now, aside from your Disney legacy, you also had many other things you had done uh, later on down the road, many other films and movies and, you know, breaking away from Disney, and then also a TV series that many uh, children of the 80s will remember, and that's The Good Morning Miss Bliss. I guess, how fun was that to, to work on something that was a great, uh, you know, syndicated uh, uh, children's show for everybody?
6: Um, yeah, that was quite um, uh, a new experience for me. Um. Uh, doing a, doing that, that kind of, and uh, working at that speed, um, um, it, it's not. I don't think it's easy, and uh, um, I, I think you tend to, you tend to take a, a shortcut, you know, because you you are working quickly. Um, so I think you, I found that you had to be careful. But what you did, uh, let me explain that a little bit better. Because it, it's all, the work is, tends to be rather off the top of your head uh, okay. because you don't have much time to develop relationships, you know. Um, but, but it, you know, having said that, that light, um, light comedy um, was also fun to do, because... Um, yeah, I I only did the first thirteen, and then it went on for years and years and years, as you know. And all those children grew up, you know, became six foot four. Um, and uh, but the, the the amazing and wonderful thing is that it, it it was so successful, and so many kids identified with all those kids in that school. Um, and they, they, they just keep replaying them again and again. And, um, you know, there was a time when I didn't do many movies or television or anything, and I was in this country and my children were growing up, and I, and I did a lot in the theater in this country. And then I went to America, um, and suddenly people were recognizing me because of Miss Bliss or Saved by the Bell, you know, because they, they replay the old ones. and um and i think it's done a lot to help kind of keep my 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 name alive um and and maybe one of the reasons why i'm still working You don't know how things work in this
1: business. Right. Well, and I think that uh, your name will always be around. I mean, honestly, I think that it's one of those names in film history that will go down forever. And, uh, you know, that's going to lead me to, like you said, you do a lot of theater and uh, acting and, uh, you know, moving forward on that. I guess now, currently, what are you working on where people would be able to see you? Of course, you're not in the States right now. So, um, you know, what are you actually working on and, you know, how can people find the one and only Haley Mills right now?
6: Well, um, um, I'm actually in the theatre now in England. I'm I'm, um, I'm just about to say goodbye to you because I've got an evening performance of a play, which is an adaptation of a film called Ladies in Lavender. And uh, the film is, a, it's a, just a, beautiful story set in 1937 two sisters in Cornwall living in this little house and one day on the beach a young man is washed up onto the beach by their house and they take him in and it absolutely it, it, it transforms their lives and uh, they all fall in love with him and my character falls in love with him more than anybody uh, but of course it's doomed because I'm, I'm old and long in the tooth and he's about 20 but I i've never had any experience it's totally romantic and um not it's not uh it's um it's all in her mind uh but it's a beautiful story and uh, we're on tour with it now and um we've got another eight weeks to go in this country um and then after that i'm going to do a two-hour special to round off the television series that I've been doing the last seven years called Wild at Heart, which is um, set in Africa about a family that, that moves out, lives in the bush in, in Africa. Um, So that I'm finishing off that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm very
1: busy. <laughs> well, that's always that's always a good thing. And since you are busy, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But if I could just ask you one more question um, before we let all of our Disney, uh, you know, listeners uh, say goodbye to you, um, you know, is you know, you are one of the icons within the Disney company who actually had a chance to meet Walt and talk with Walt and items like that. And um, I guess how is it uh, knowing, uh, you know, personally, you know, Walt Disney the person? Because I feel a lot of people. People nowadays look at it as uh, it's a company, and that's it. And they tend to forget a lot of the newer generations that he was a person. And uh, I guess how was it uh, with you? In, in any brief instances or moments that you actually had with Walt?
6: Uh, well, I'm, I, 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 you know, I, I'm very blessed to have known him really quite well. Um, he he really enjoyed my parents. They all got on very well, and we you know we we used to go to his house and watch movies and ride on his model train around the garden and um he was a he was a dear dear man he was a very kind gentle warm funny uh dear man i was i was i loved him i was really really fond of him um and he was a boss you know there was just no question who was the boss in that studio and he was very much involved in every aspect of that business as you know he 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 knew everything uh, every department he knew what they did because he could do it himself uh i don't know how much of an actor he was but actually maybe could have been quite good too He was tremendously charming um and the atmosphere in that studio's um definitely came down from him at the top definitely it, it 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 was it was him that studios um and it's great to have a captain of a ship or a, you know a host at a party or a a boss that you can, I, I, uh, you know, relate to and I identify with, and he
1: was it. Right, and that's good to hear because, like I said, I feel a lot of younger generations, you know, they forget that he was a person and he was the one that created this uh, empire, I guess you could call, and was able to bring all your films to life, uh, you know, and items like that, which are, are just fantastic and. Um, you know, like I said, I won't keep you too much longer, so um, I'll wrap things up here. And I, I just got to say from the bottom of all of our listeners' hearts as well as ours and even my children who are only, uh, you know, six and under, um, but, uh, you know, they all love your work. And, you know, thank you for those memories. And, uh, and, you know, it's definitely a staple that I can see passing on from generation to generation. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best of luck in uh, everything that you're doing now.
6: Thank you. Very, very, very much, Jonathan. It's really lovely. I appreciate what you said, and, and I I would like to send my, my love and my best wishes to all your listeners and to yourself and to your children.
1: Thank you very much once again.
6: Thank you so much, Jonathan. All the best. Bye.
3: your mother like? I can't remember her. Did she die? Nope. Busted up with dad when I was young. But she was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. How do you know? They're used to a picture of her on daddy's desk. But once he can't be looking at it and he's never been around since. Hey, you want to come to the commissary and get a popsicle with me? Can you only think about your stomach at a time like this? At a time like what? Don't you feel it? Don't you know what's happening? Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike and have the same birthday? It's just one of those things, isn't it? Will you come inside a minute, please? Says I'm psychic you know that I can sense things when something odd is going to happen I always get goosebumps look so what I don't understand What are you doing with her picture? It's my mother. But it's my mother, too.
2: It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand.
3: Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh.
2: With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
3: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. With this baby, we'll never be lost.
4: Just tell the man you want to go back to your mother.
10: My are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC eighty one. Confirmed. Hey gang. Hi. I I must have to take these ears off every once in a while. They must be confusing me with somebody else. <laughs> I don't get it. I want to welcome you to the first episode of From the Vault. I'm Jason, and I want to thank Jonathan for the opportunity to be a part of the Disney On Demand family. It feels so great to actually say being a part of this family, because I've been listening since, well, this being episode 16, I mean, there's 15 behind me, so I've been listening since episode 1, and I'm very, very happy to be a part of the family. I'd also like to thank him for giving me the chance to share two of my favorite passions with you, one being movies, and the second being, of course, Disney. Before we get too far, let me do a little introduction of myself, uh, I've been a Disney fan since, uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, as long as I can really remember, uh, you know, from toys and trips, from collectibles to comics, if it had the Disney name on it somewhere or some fashion, I had to have it, and, well, unfortunately, that, uh, passion has, uh, transpired into my pocketbook, so, uh, it kind of shows that, uh, I've gotta have it, and it's, it, it's, it's a great love-hate relationship, because, well, you love to have it, and you hate to give up the spot that, uh, your first collectible hat to move to your second collectible, but you still have it now and again. However, it's always those special times that I was able to go to the theater and be a part of the magic that made my imagination come to life, and that's why I loved Disney films. It means so much to me. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the parks and all the attractions, and, and I can tell you stories of attractions and, and times at the park, and just wandering Epcot or going to the studios or, or even just sitting in front of Casey's at the Magic Kingdom just staring at the castle. I mean, it just mean, means a lot. But th- there's those personal times that you sit in a cold theater with the lights down, the silver screen resonating, those beautiful pictures and that story that's being told to you. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, now there are always those gaps and times when there isn't a movie around, that you kind of had to say, well, what do you what do you do? What what was I going to do? How was I going to get my my Disney fix? Especially when I was younger. I mean, you you didn't have the necessities that you have today. Well, thank goodness for Sunday nights. And I don't know if many of you remember, but I know that I hold Sunday nights to be really important because those used to be Disney nights. Those are the nights that you'd have the Wonderful World of Disney to Disney Family Movie Night to to whatever they were calling it. I was in front of that television watching it, and uh, it was great because I had that f- personal front row seat to all those classics I may have, may have missed, or I, I never even knew existed at all. So, you know, Disney has been a part of my life in some form or fashion, and that's what's great. The greatest thing ever happened was when Disney finally allowed the classics to be released on VHS and then on DVD. It's kind of funny to even say VHS. I mean, that's uh, so archaic now, but uh, of course now we got Blu-ray and uh, you, you eagerly await for those releases as well. Uh, that could mean I could watch those films whenever and wherever I wanted. It was it's your own personal cinema wherever you wanted. It's like thank you so so much. And and not only could I live out my moments in mere seconds after watching them. And you know, there are times that I have, oh boy, the reenactments of bed knobs and broomsticks that we could go through and hoping that my bread would transport me to Nabubu and all these great places, or, well, dare I say, the failed attempts to swing like Tarzan, and thankfully there were no cameras around for that. But you get my point. You could watch these over and over and over and, well, over again until... You had lines memorized or scenes embedded in your, your skull. That's how important movies have always been. The animated classics and I have a very special relationship, and, and we kind of try to keep that on the down low so it isn't too obvious, um, although the mouse ears and the Lion King t-shirt are probably dead giveaways. But I can look over that. Walt's other ventures into the cinema has also held a special place to me. Uh, if it weren't for those live-action films, well, uh, I I just wouldn't completely understand the craft that filmmaking is, and I couldn't put myself directly into those films. I, I mean, who who didn't dream being adopted by the Robinsons? Either the one with the treehouse or the one with the really cool futuristic home. So you kind of see how everything meshes together and, and Disney films always had that bridge between that fantasy and reality and I kinda took it there and, and have always been there and well, I hope I'm gonna be able to do that with you. So as you can see, movies mean a lot to me. But what does that mean to you? Well, each episode I want you to look at me as your librarian. Well well minus the bad attitude and the hair bun and was we'll, and we will go through the Disney archives and discuss these wonderful films. A lot of the time, I'm probably going to dust off some obscure film, and trust me, I can pick out a few. I mean, some of them are my favorites. I mean, Candleshoe, Home on the Range, you name it, I've seen it, and we'll probably discuss it here. But that doesn't mean I'm a fan of the, the big names either. I mean, let's put it this way, there aren't that many films that I'm going to give two ears to. And as you can kind of guess, ears are going to be my marker. No stars or reels. I mean, it's only fitting. And besides, everyone looks great in a pair of mouse ears. I mean, if you could see me now, then who doesn't wait to have their own pair of ears? And really, who still has their pair of first, their first pair of ears? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I do, but that's just because I'm a pack rat. And and I'm not sure if he's related to Mickey or not, but. That sounds more like on Mortimer's side, but I I digress again. But we will look into these films, we'll discuss them, use our ears, and kind of go forward into understanding what we're going to do. Also, as as time goes on, I want to hear from you, and and that's the most important part about this segment. At the end of each review, there will be questions. So, uh, you know, pencils down, there will be no quiz. But I just want to kind of give you an opportunity to sound off. I want to hear what you have to say. Especially if the review helped you in your choice to view the film for the first time or made you want to re-watch that film for the 18th bazillionth time. But we'll get to that at the end of the show. So, you know, don't worry right now. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. But now I, I notice the lights are dimming. So grab your popcorn, your favorite beverage, and let's see what's coming from the vault.
8: Your attention, please. The Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard!
10: Well, seeing that this is the first show of my own, I am going to go into the vault and pick out a film that seems befitting for the entire episode itself. Not only is because it's my first episode, but this was also the first film from our guests in episode 16, and that being Haley Mills. Haley was always one of Walt's Disney darlings, I would call her. I mean, y- you could look at the Disney collection and, and know certain Disney faces from many films. I mean, many people will know many voices, but there are many faces that are very familiar when it comes to the films. Um, po- I, I'm not just gonna say Pollyanna, of course, her being about being one of her major roles. But you know, you've got Haley, you've got Annette Funicello, you've got Kevin Cochran, you've got uh, the Bridges. Uh, you've got um, Fred McMurray. You know, look, I'm already forgetting names, but you know, th- these these are faces and names. I mean, you can even go. That's as far as back as the classics, but you can even go up to the the current classics, being, uh, you know, Robin Williams probably being the, the biggest one, both in voice and by face. But you can kind of get the point. These were were faces that were so well known, and we're going to go into Pollyanna, and you're going to to notice a lot of faces that were, again popular then that went throughout the oeuvre and then um, showed up elsewhere uh, in Disney films. And, and that's what's great. It gives you that great tie. So as you can guess, uh, I've said it a few times, yes, we're going to do Pollyanna. Uh, that is because, again, this was Haley's first film with Walt. Uh, it was a 1960s film. It was uh, a very special film for, for me uh, in, in one respect that I hadn't seen it in a long time, but uh, It's probably been about 10, 15 years since I've seen it, and I could not have done a review of the film uh, without seeing it again, and I'm glad I did. Uh, A lot that went through it. Again, in 1960, believe it or not, Haley being... This was a very special Academy Award that was given to her as well because of her performance. It was the most outstanding juvenile performance, and it's, it's kind of funny that you you say a special Academy Award because you know if we did special Academy Awards for for everything now, um, the show would probably be eight hours instead of the typical three. Uh, but it kind of goes to show that the craft was so evolving at the time, and I think you see that in this film. Again, it is a color film, which is kind of nice to see. Um, because a lot of the earlier classics, being the absent-minded professor, um, uh, the, the the Shaggy Dog, things like that, those classics were were black and white. And then when you got into color films like Pollyanna, uh, Swiss Family Robinson, Old Yeller, um, it, it almost kind of was a a passing of a baton in a way. So you kind of saw this this transition uh, to to younger films, and uh, as as we went further, the changing of genres. Uh, Walt, what I, what I liked about this film is that Walt still stuck with his Americana f- the theme, uh, which you see a lot of. And for those who are unfamiliar with the story of Pollyanna, Pollyanna's the glad girl. She's the, the, the little orphan that could. Uh, a little different than orphan little orphan Annie, partly because she did have eyes. Um, but uh, no, really, uh, Pollyanna was uh, every good girl. She had uh, been left by her family. Unfortunately, both her parents had died and was given to her aunt, Aunt Polly, who was of high society in the town. And, of course, because of that, uh, everybody was very um, angry, shall we say. Um, There was not a lot of love going through the town. But, anyway... Um, The train rolls in, Pollyanna gets off, and we're whisked already into this uh, slice of American pie uh, where she's used to having not everything for her, so everything that's the small things in life mean more to her. Uh, You know, from the first scenes of... Of understanding who she is and where she's supposed to fit into society, Uh, she doesn't even really believe that. If you if you really look at it, Uh, Jane Wyman, of course, uh, former uh, President Reagan's wife, uh, prior to Nancy, of course, Uh, Jane Wyman is this woman of high society. She expects a lady to be a lady, and well pollyanna's not necessarily a lady she she wants to be uh because she believes that's what's beauty because that's what she continually will tell her aunt you're a beautiful person you're a beautiful person and if you really watch it you you notice that uh, aunt polly doesn't believe that she doesn't believe she's a beautiful person she believes she's a person that needs to get things done and that things get done because of her um as we go on pollyanna of course Find, tries to find her niche in, in society and realizes that she is the niche. Um, Nancy, being her maid, so to speak, she's the, the maid of the entire house, and of course, uh, uh, again, another Disney familiar face from the absent minded professor. Uh, she kind of goes around and shows her that not everything is uh, high society when it comes to the town. Uh, she's, of course, sneaking off. With her love, George, Uh, of course, we don't want to talk about that because that's showing happiness of somebody else, and Aunt Polly doesn't want to see that and makes it very well known because uh, I don't think she's happy, And, and as we go through the film, we know that she's not very happy. As Pollyanna, again, is going through and discovering who she is, she discovers Little Jimmy. And, of course, if anybody's watched enough Disney classics, we already know who Little Jimmy is, and that's Kevin Cochran. Um, A side note from the movie, uh, Kevin Cochran, believe it or not, I I don't know him personally. I would love to know him and and say thank you. So if he is listening to this podcast, I'd first of all like to say thank you for all the uh, times that he's given of himself to show... um, a little slice of uh, Americana he was a part of those Americana films uh, Old Geller, Swiss Family Robinson, but he showed me at a young age because um, when I was watching those films I was around the same age as he was and I, I felt I could do the same things he did and, and I, I, I wanted to be his friend and, and I think that's what's so lovable about his characters in, in all the films and especially this one as little Jimmy he is the, again another orphan from, from the opposite side of where Pollyanna is Uh, Pollyanna is uh, very supposed to be of high society where little Jimmy is looked down upon as the rug rat shall we say and uh, well of course they become a perfect match and uh, as we go through the entire film we know that uh, their friendship's going to change and bond differently and uh, so too will the ideas of the town, because of what they see between them. And all the interactions. Uh, you can't forget her interactions with Jimmy, and then of course of course, uh, Old Man uh, Pentagrass. Uh, this is probably one of the biggest changes, uh, one of three probably big changes you're going to see. You're going to see a big change in uh, Old Man Pentagrass, because... Well, he's old and crotchety, and everybody hates the old man in the neighborhood. You've got old Mrs. Snow and her change from, uh, and we'll talk about that, I guess, be before, because you not only have um, uh, the Reverend, you have to talk about him. That's a really important uh, change. And then, of course, you've got Aunt Polly herself and her change. So we kind of have to look back, and let's take a look at old man Penegrass and his change Uh, Of course, little Jimmy has been probably tormenting him for years, uh, getting a chance to share that joy with Pollyanna. They go off and terrorize him together. But, of course, Pollyanna, being different, as she always is, goes about and changes the, the bad side to a good side and just wants to understand why everyone can't be happy about something. Basically, if you look at it, he's an older individual who's got a lot of baggage behind him but it's one person that comes in and shows just a a sparkle, and the sparkle being the rainbows. Uh, Of course, uh, talking about prisms and the rainbows that are made onto the wall. Uh, Again, you're looking at a girl who was not of high society, who didn't get a lot of education, and here she is now going into this home learning about prisms and changing his perspective. Still a little crabby, and that's to be understood, but it's also kind of fun to see his change, and, and we see that throughout. Of course, we talked about the second change being Mrs. Snow. This is Nancy's friend's mother, and uh, she's, of course, a, an ill individual who, um, well, let's just say, would rather be sick than out into the world, and, well, little Pollyanna doesn't think that's the right thing, and, and realistically, why should it be? I mean, uh, here she is, just as we see later in, in scenes, that she's already picking out her coffin. She, she wants to be dead. There's, there's nothing to live for. But it's because of Pollyanna's cheerful side, her, her willingness to show these prisms to Mrs. Snow, she starts to, again, change that outlook. Again, going about it and looking into the better of things, uh, the third person, of course, being the reverend, uh, the Reverend uh, was kind of controlled by Aunt Polly. Uh, everybody, everybody was. Everybody was under this dark cloud of bitterness. As they said earlier um, in the film, before the Reverend has his moment, that you know people need to fear things to understand them. And 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 I don't personally believe that. And quite frankly, Pollyanna doesn't either and she goes about as she's giving out a letter to the reverend that here this is what needs to be done uh, from aunt polly for the sermon for the next day but it's pollyanna's thoughts that make him change his mind and she talks about the happy things and how many happy segments in the bible there are as opposed to the bad things and it's because of this this insight of how many good things there are. It makes the reverend change his mind and realize that there are more things out there uh, than fearing them. And he makes the best line out there that he he's, he's a man of the town, but he didn't know this town. And again, it's because of Pollyanna's glad nature and her her perspective of changing things around that made things different for him. Of course, the hardest part and the hardest change throughout the entire movie is the change in Aunt Polly. And Aunt Polly, well, like I said, she's the the chain to this entire town. And it wasn't until the the ending of the film that she really realized that it is her, her being Pollyanna's um, joy that has made a difference in her life. And, you know, not giving away too much of the film and what happens, but she does have an unfortunate accident which causes the town to gather. And because of her good-natured gathering and her love that has gone throughout this entire town, she's changed so many lives that Aunt Polly realizes that the only life that hasn't changed is hers. And the one thing that I think she wants to change most is, well her her life her in general, because even at the beginning of the, the show, Pollyanna wants to just be loved and loved by her. I think she wants to be loved by a motherly figure, and, and that's kind of hard to do considering her mother's gone. But she's looking out for this motherly figure, and it isn't until the end that Jane Wyman, Aunt Polly, realizes that I can be the, a mother to this child. So its it is... It's, all these encompassing things about a changing of attitude that makes this film so great. Um, because you see these changes. They're, they're gradual at first, but it isn't until the end do you really realize that Pollyanna has made that change and that difference. So for a 1960s film, you can see that uh, Pollyanna has a lot to offer, especially as a, a Disney classic. Um, a lot of things that you'll notice from the older vault movies uh, is the interconnection that they have, not only the interconnection and in the, the stories we, we mentioned earlier about being the, the glad versus uh, gloomy kind of side of the entire movie, uh, but a lot of different things that Walt Disney would put into the films, uh, be it the actors. Uh, There's so many special faces that you see, uh, of course, Haley being one of them. Well, I mean, some of the obvious faces. I mean, Carl malden you, you cannot forget. Others that you, you cannot forget, of course, the cook and the maid. Uh, you're going to recognize them immediately uh, because they were both featured in Mary Poppins. So it, it's a great way to, to bring that tie together. Of course, one that is uncredited, which I find a very fun and, and a lot to remember, of course, is Paul Frees and he is the voice of Ludwig von Drake, and he is one of the barkers in the bazaar. And again, I didn't want to give too much of the movie away, so kind of watch out for some of these. Again, Kevin Cochran being the other famous face that that you will see. Another thing that uh, is great about the ties that Walt put in was his love for the classic literature all of the animated classics come from a story of some sort or another. Again, a lot of the early live-action films did the same thing. Uh, Pollyanna being from a novel, uh, you know, obvious one, Swiss Family Robinson, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, just these, these varying moments that... Were, were stories that may be known, and at the time, uh, Pollyanna was more of a well-known book than it was uh, a movie, and now is more known for the movie than it is the book. You've got those stories that were once popular, uh, a good popular story that needed to be flushed out and, and seen in live action. So you, you see that a lot, and, and that's one of the great things that, that Walt always did. So that's a breakdown of the story in general about the the, the release itself. Um, depending on on how you view this, uh, it is a great film. Uh, any way you view it, yeah if you have to get it on netflix if you have an opportunity uh dust it off out of your dvd player it upconverts really well in blu-ray it is not released on blu-ray but it is from the vault disney collection is the version i have as a two disc set Uh, it starts out with a short just like they used to and it is a mickey short which is wonderful as always called nifty 90s if you haven't seen it is a classic uh really kind of again captures that americana feel Uh, Again, a two-disc set with a lot of extras explaining uh, the making of uh, Lost Treasures, um, understanding the time period, which is the 1900s, understanding the movie itself, and of course really listening to Haley discuss things uh, in general with the audio commentary. It is absolutely wonderful. A definite must-sit-down-and-watch. It's very difficult to rate a lot of the classics. I mean, come on, you don't want to give every classic five ears. You did that every time, you wouldn't have a lot to contemplate, and of course give a lot of debate to. So, as for the rating, I have to give this one a four ear. Four ears mainly because, well, the story, whereas it has a great message, and and I fully agree with it and full-heartedly go along with it, there are parts of it that go on a little bit lengthy and and to to, do agree some of them don't get tied up the way you would expect them to uh some of it goes a little bit quickly so you kind of wanna all of a sudden what was built up just gets done quickly or some things don't even get finished at all it's the only downfall i mean you have great acting Haley, again, getting that Oscar at such a young age, and especially in the 1960s, it was really uh, phenomenal. You do see her work, but of course, you don't really get to see a lot of her work until The Parent Trap or other great obscure ones, and we'll get into those later, of course. Hopefully we can pull those out of the vault and discuss them at a later time. So again, I'll wrap it up with four ears, giving it a, a good solid review. So uh, go out! Go out! go find this wherever you can uh, buy it at, at at your local retailer or find it on uh, Netflix or whatever streaming area you have give it that opportunity find a chance to sit down and really look at Walt's early movies that meant something he had he had something to say and a lot of it was going back to harkening back to that time in which he lived that he saw That he knew that he wanted to give back to you. And again, Pollyanna is that movie that does it. So now it's time for our groovy movie quiz. Well, it's not necessarily a quiz, but it's your chance to kind of ponder and think about the movie in general. Um, Of course, I'm going to bring out the question itself What makes you glad? Throughout the entire movie, Pollyanna plays something called the glad game, and she always kind of looks at something and uh, turns it to the bright side of things, as as you've seen throughout the entire film. So, Pollyanna, the glad game, now it's up to you. So, what we'll look to is next week, discuss those things that are glad. You can send those via Twitter right now, Uh, of course, hashtag Pollyanna, and we will do that at JeromeFriends. That's my Twitter handle, so you can do that. And as time goes on, you'll understand where the handle comes from. We'll discuss that at a, another time when I think it's a little bit appropriate. But uh, think about it. What makes you glad? And let's play the glad game together. So with a uh, empty popcorn bin and the... Uh, curtain coming down i have to say we will be ending our first segment here of from the vault and we're going to put it back in alphabetical order as we should because no librarian loves to see their library as shambles so we will put this back and watch it at another time and hopefully you will come back as we bring you more from the vault so there you have it episode one kind of scary isn't it like the first time going through not like scary episode one as in Star Wars episode one. where We're minus Jar Jar Binks, so we're not that scary. But we're, we're scary enough to, to know, hey, we did it. We've made it through. So before I hand the mic back over to Jonathan and all our friends at Disney On Demand, I want to say thank you for coming into the vault for a day. And hopefully we will see you next time. Uh, again, we've got a lot of current f- favorites as well as some obscure archival film to go through, so I can't wait to bring those to you again. So this has been Jason from the Vault, and we will see you next time. Back to you, Jonathan. Oh, railroad
3: what? You just played it. Beautiful, beautiful Within our reach is there, grapes big as peaches there. The cows and bees are busy. Who needs any money in a lot of milk and honey? Sweet apple trees abound, wild cherries all around. Berries on the vine, rambler roses twine, they're so nice. It's a paradise, beautiful land, so beautiful. And forth for it, let's go north on that drink. chug a chu chug-a-choo, chug-a-choo To beautiful Beulah land, beautiful Beulah man To beautiful Beulah land, beautiful
5: Beulah man
1: Well, I think that's going to wrap it up this week. The pixie dust has worn off, and we're wrapping up another installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. I do want to thank all of the D-Team members for stopping in and bringing their signature segments to all of you within the Disney community. Our extended friends, our extended family, and all of us with that sickness that we uh, you know, sit around, we think about, and we're always just pondering. All the fun of Disney in our lives every single day. From the movies, the parks, the music, you name it. We pass it down from generation to generation, down to our kids. Disney is something that you don't just have in your life. It's something you live by, and it's something that I always say. You can relive the magic, the memories, and your lifetime of Disney, as all of us do. So I want to thank all of them for stopping in, and I also want to thank the one and only, the icon, the elegant one, the beautiful one, the one and only... Haley Mills, for stopping in with us here at Disney On Demand this week. You know, it was a pleasure talking with you in between shows, and we wish you the best of luck with your current run in the theater right now in the UK, and we're looking forward to our extended interview with you after the show's run. So, you know, I'm excited to have some more from Haley Mills stopping in here at the show and many other things, but thank you once again for taking that time in between performances and speaking with us here at Disney On Demand. It truly was an honor because you are a Disney legend. Whether you think it, whether you feel it, whether you realize it, your Disney fans are here and you are a staple within the Disney company. So all of you D-heads, all of my family, all my friends, all of you that I talk to online all the time, you know, we're closing out another edition. So before I leave, I just want to mention all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney on Demand. As always, find us on Facebook at Slash Disney Blue, on Twitter at Slash Disney Blue. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com Slash Disney on Demand. And you can always find us. At DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z Radio.com There you can find our archives of all of our past shows Ways to connect with the D-Team You can find all of our social media outlets You can even find the phone number Where you can call our Magical Memories Hotline Where you can leave comments, questions, feedback, and more And hear yourself here on Disney On Demand It's also where you can find many different things Including our very popular Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300 plus TV specials, movies, you name it, within the Disney archives, and you can listen to it right there at your computer as you're working, you're cleaning your house, you're hanging out, or just streaming from your earbuds. It definitely is a way to stay connected with the magic in your home every single week with Disney. So, as I'm signing off, I'll just leave one buzz with you all of you D-heads out there. Next week's guest, we're heading out to the Magic Kingdom. That's right, to the Walt Disney World Parks, as we have the one and only Stacy Oswald with us here on Disney On Demand. So pack your bags, get ready to wake up and fall asleep to Stacy, because Stacy's going to be visiting us here on show number 17. So until next week, all of you D heads, all my family, my friends, people that I would sit down and have a cup of coffee with at any moment of any day, it truly is an honor to bring these guests to you, and it's because you asked for it that we're continuing to do this show. So, until next week, I'll catch you online and have a magical week. Your pleasure, Mademoiselle. Cast
3: away, away